Sometimes you just need a quick overview of the news. Other times you need a deeper understanding of what's going on. The Rundown Podcast has all of that, and it's Chicago-based, so you know what's up in your neighborhood and across town. Listen to The Rundown wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Susie Ahn, and this is a bonus edition of Reset. Two days from now, I'll be heading back to my regular gig here at WBEZ reporting and filling in as news anchor. Sasha Ann Simons will take over as the new permanent host of Reset. But who is she and where did she come from? And what's she like? We could fall all over ourselves telling you how excited we are to have her here, but we thought it would be better to hear from Sasha herself. So I sat down with her for a little welcome to WBEZ chat the other day and started things off by revealing a secret. She's not from Chicago. I'm not? (laughs) No, I'm not from Chicago, but I am so glad to have made this beautiful, beautiful city uh, my home. I couldn't be more excited. I am originally from Jamaica. I was born in Kingston, Jamaica. I left there in the 90s, mid-90s. I was about 10 years old, and I moved to Toronto, Canada, and that's where I was raised pretty much most of my life. That's where I was trained in journalism. That's where a lot of the magic happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hear you were always performing in some way as a kid. Explain that. (laughs) Yeah, I I was always doing something. Uh, (laughs) uh, Whether it made sense, I I don't know. But, uh, you know, I was around the house always pretending to teach my toys. You know, I was pretending as if they were students in my classroom. I was always pretending to be the lady on the news. I participated every single year. This is back in Jamaica in, in, in Carnival. And that's a, a parade, a huge parade where you wear costumes and you dance in the streets to soca music or reggae music. Um, once I moved to Canada, I was doing the same thing. I was dancing with Afro-Caribbean groups and hip hop groups. And that kind of lasted until I went to, to college. So I was always on stage, mm-hmm. always presenting, always speaking. Uh-huh. So very, this is very well suited for you then. Um, I think so. <laughs> you know, the, the switch from Jamaica to Canada, uh, those are two very different places. Uh, but first, you know, tell me some of your fondest memories growing up in Jamaica. I, I visited that country and it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, my fondest memories. Gosh, when I think back, I think of, you know, early years, you know, my parents always working, always, you know, providing food on the table, mm-hmm. always hustling. I remember Saturday mornings at the market with my mom. I remember uh, my parents working at two competing hotels downtown. Oh, wow. And I would always visit and I would head straight to the hotel restaurant, Susie, because, <laughs> yeah, I'm a foodie. And so Chicago, obviously, this, this this move makes a lot of sense for, for <laughs> other reasons, good. too. But I would order French fries of all things, you know, at the hotel bar, you know, <laughs> eight years old sitting at the bar like yeah french fries please i loved school i was a big big nerd i was a big geek (laughs) education was everything to me and and it was wonderful i had this great mix of just being super smart and super focused but playing hard after school with my friends it was a a lot of fun yeah that sounds lovely well okay then tell us about this big shift going from jamaica to canada um what was it like experiencing that first canadian winter and generally (laughs) becoming canadian yeah okay so the first winter was shocking i was like no one told me this was going to (laughs) happen uh when i saw snow for the first time because they they tricked me you see we moved in the spring and i was like okay it doesn't get much worse than this so (laughs) you know it must be fine and so anyway i just remember that moment when the first snowfall happened while I was living in Canada. And I was, I remember literally standing outside, you know, tilting my head back, sticking my tongue out just to taste it. It was awesome. Um, But it was, it was a huge transition. I had visited Canada before a number of times because I had family uh, that lived there. But um, for me, the, the actual move was, was a huge change. It was my first 
chance really to to show resilience and to, yeah. to understand that change happens. Change change will come and you can adapt and you can adjust and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I remember a positive, a positive move and a positive experience and, and a great positive mm-hmm. childhood. I was really fortunate. And, and for that, I'm, I'm super humbled and blessed. A, a very big part of that uh, were your parents and, and some might call their experience, a classic immigrant parent experience. Yeah. How was that for you? And, and what lessons did you draw from just your upbringing with your parents? Gosh, I'm, I'm going to do my best to not get emotional. My parents worked really, really hard. I, I know people hear that all the time when you talk about the immigrant story. But I remember things like my mom working. She worked in, in healthcare, And I remember her working double shifts on the weekends. I remember, you know, seven to three at one job and then three to 11 at oh. another job. And to me, it was it seemed seamless. But now as an adult, I'm like, how in the world did she yeah. finish one job at three o'clock and then get to the next job at three o'clock? Like, mm-hmm. how did she manage to do that? And my dad, you know, working in all these different industries, he was a DJ at one point. He was a taxi driver at one point. He, as I mentioned before, he worked at a hotel for, you know, at least a decade. Mm-hmm. And so I just always remember them doing whatever it took to to get me the things that I wanted, yeah. get me the things that I needed, keep that roof over our heads. And I think that's sort of trickled on to me. And that's kind of been my style. I've been hustling ever since. I've been working since I was 15 years old and I've never stopped. I've had one or two jobs at a time, you know, even during high school and juggling school and getting straight A's. And it was, it was wild. And when I think back, it was a crazy experience. And I, I think people must have thought I was nuts back mm-hmm. then, but it made me who I am today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that level of dedication and, and knowing that that's what you're going to be bringing to the show uh, for sure. Um, yeah. Well, getting into journalism, um, talk about your start getting into journalism. Uh, you uh, did some local news in Toronto. I did some local news in Toronto. I worked in and around the Toronto area. I worked east uh, east of Toronto in the Durham region. Oshawa was the city. I worked north of Toronto in Richmond Hill. Um, and then there was the big like move to Toronto, right? That was the big city. That was the goal as a journalist. You got to get to Toronto. Got to get to Vancouver. Um, and so, you know, got this job in, in Toronto. Um, I was working behind the scenes. I've, I was I was a producer at one point. I was a writer at one point. I produced for our number one station. Um, I was a reporter. I remember the first time being able to call my parents and tell them to put on the six o'clock news because I was going to be on. That was super duper exciting. I worked in communications for a little bit, but then got really sad that I was missing out on the newsroom Mm -hmm. experience. I just missed the rush of being around my colleagues and breaking news would come down. I remember when our our mayor at the time, Mayor Rob Ford, when the whole scandal was broke about him smoking crack. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I'm not in the newsroom. What's going to (laughs) happen? I'm such a news junkie. I just craved (laughs) being there. And and I was like, okay, I got to get back in. And then I took the step to apply for jobs in in the U.S. because I always wanted to work here. And I was Mm -hmm. like, let me just give it a shot. And and here I am. I, I stepped into public radio five years ago, and I've never left. And from Washington to Chicago, that's Sasha yes. Ann Simon. She's the <laughs> new host of this program. Yes, this program, Reset, you can hear her on the air full-time starting next Monday, December 14th. Now, we are both moms. Um, talk a little bit more about yes. being a single mom of two. So I have two daughters. They are the loves of my life. Cyan is 13, going on 36. <laughs> 
and Mikhail is 12. They are in seventh and eighth grade, and and they're awesome. They're my they're my newsroom kids. They've they've been they've literally been here for this entire journey. Um, there's not a newsroom they haven't been in. When Facebook pops up those old Facebook memories, and I see pictures of them sitting at the news desk or sitting, you know, in the edit bay, I'm like, oh my gosh, these kids. I've really dragged them through my entire career. It's it's funny, but yeah, no, being a single mom has been hard. I don't want to sugarcoat it. It's been tough, and I've I've had a village, a wonderful village around me. I have a, a loving family, uh, a loving extended family that's been there. They 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 saw my hustle. They knew my goals. They uh, you know to to host a talk show. That's been my goal for a long time. So I'm so excited to be here. And everyone was willing to roll up their sleeves and help. You know whether it was me needing to run to class. You know in my mm-hmm. journalism program and and someone needing to start dinner for me until I got back or just little things. I remember all of it and I cherish all of it and I'll I'll never forget it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I want to uh, shift to your experience here. You, you've uh, experienced, let's say, three different lives as a black woman um, in a predominantly black country in Jamaica to mm-hmm. a predominantly white country of Canada. And then finally to the U.S. What has the range of experience uh, taught you about? Wow. Yeah, it's quite the range. Yeah, you you said it, Susie. You know, I, I didn't really know anything uh, about racism until I moved to North America, until I moved to Canada. And I didn't experience it right away. So it it took some time. I grew up, fortunately, in a mostly inclusive environment. You know, my teachers were mostly white, but they were always very kind. And they were always asking me questions about my hometown and showing genuine interest. And, And they would organize I remember they would organize like multi- multicultural days where we'd, you know, bring in food from our countries. You know, I was surrounded by kids from everywhere, you know, and if you were from the Caribbean, you weren't just Jamaican. You were from Trinidad. You were from, you know, St. Kitts. You were from mm-hmm. St. Vincent. You were from Haiti. You know, you were from Sri Lanka, India, yeah. Macedonia, everywhere. And and so I remember all of that. And I remember, yeah, I remember some kids making fun of others because mm-hmm. of having an accent, for instance. Yeah, that that happened for sure. There were racial biases and stereotypes just the same as there are here in the U.S. Um, and, and I'm not saying at all racism didn't exist in Canada. It sure did. But America was really my first introduction to like overt acts of racism and, and some of the things that we've seen, of mm-hmm. course, bubble up this past summer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you've gone from local reporting to national hosting and reporting, and now you're back to doing locally focused journalism here in Chicago. Uh, and, you know, kind of just drawing on some of that experience, what are some of the topics and ideas you want to explore right off the bat? Local journalism is is everything I've ever known. I'm I'm ecstatic to be here in Chicago and to, to make the jump, you know, back to local and, and be able to just, you know, focus on, on neighborhoods, right? And, mm-hmm. and go from neighborhood to neighborhood and connect the dots there on, on local issues. 1A really gave me the capacity to do that on a larger mm-hmm. scale. But now I can bring it back and really explore within Chicago. So I, I want to pick up where I left off in, in Washington and and unpack things like food insecurity, food deserts. Uh, we're going to be talking about that right out the gate when I start next week with our series Closing the Gap, which I'm really thrilled that we, we're going to be able to bring that to you. Maternal mortality is something that I've, I've talked about a lot. And just racial inequity, uh, LGBTQ issues, religion, mm-hmm. um, immigration. That's a big one for me. I'd like to unpack all of those things and see how they touch Chicago and and Illinois. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Thank you. You know, your your job interview is over, but I wanted to ask you, (laughs) what is your biggest strength that you think you're bringing to the show? My biggest strength, um, I'm relatable. I'm relatable. What you see is what you get. What you hear is what you get. I'm, I'm, I'm 
literally that girl next door. I used to joke about how like I I'd be at the bus stop and I feel like anybody, you know, whether you're nine or 99, you'd come up and start talking to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'd wonder if sometimes if I had something written on my shirt that says, <laughs> come tell me your problems. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm relatable. I'm able to empathize, you know, get people to open up. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I bring a warmth to the conversation that you just you can't always get mm-hmm. or feel in these settings. And this is such a tense time. And, and I want to be able to just connect. I can't wait to talk with people. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to meet Chicagoans. I can't wait till COVID's over so yes. I can like do <laughs> do all these things. I feel like I'm face. dreaming right now. It's, <laughs> it feels like a dream. It feels like we'll never get there, but we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. But I, I'm just so anxious to, to connect. Mm-hmm. Real human connection is what I crave. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, as we wrap up here, I've got to ask you some of the fun stuff. Um, <laughs> what, what are some things that you're into? What am I into? Gosh, I feel like such a a boring, <laughs> you know, once no I'm off way. the mic, I'm, I just like, you know, I, I slip under the covers and I, I Netflix. <laughs> no, but I, um, what do I like to do? I like to, I like to dance. I think I've said that. I, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm always moving. TikTok has helped me to sort of relive <laughs> that dream. I'm a big board game nerd. Okay. Which ones? <laughs> oh God. In the seconds we have left, because we're going to, we're going to be doing this. <laughs> Scrabble, family feud. Okay. All right. When the pandemic is over, or at least okay. digitally, we're going to be playing those games. We're going to have a yes. game we're night. Have a be easy game night. Yes, we're on. <laughs> Thank you, Susie. Well, you'll find out more about Sasha Ann Simons in the coming months. Of course, she takes over the Reset host chair Monday. Sasha Ann, welcome to Chicago, and welcome to WBEC. Thank you. And that's it for today's Reset. Watch your feed tomorrow for another bonus podcast. Infectious disease specialist Dr. Mia Teramina updates us on the latest news around COVID-19 and answers your questions. It's the most up-to-date info about the pandemic you'll hear this week. Until then, I'm Susie Ann. Stay safe and thanks for listening to Reset from WBEC Chicago. If you need a break from the news, WBEZ's Nerd App Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club. Listen to Nerd App wherever you get your podcasts.